We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. How you doing good, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Not bad. Not bad, man. Welcome, everybody. Uh, This is the second episode officially of the new Wombo Combo podcast. Uh, To start us off today, just to give a general summary, uh, we're going to be... The recent event that is going to influence the episode is the Sumail kick, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, from OG. Uh, you know, with our experience playing on teams, I, I'm sure we both have plenty of stories and I don't want to say, you know, our own idea of what it means to get kicked, uh, what it's like to get kicked, who does the kicking, how it's decided, all that kind of stuff. So with that in mind, uh, how are your pubs this week, Monkeys? Oh, my pubs have been wonderful. I'm back to 9K, so, you know. Very cool. I'm I'm chilling. <laughs> Rubbing it in, I see. Are you a good way to start the nice flex, bro? Uh, I saw you streaming a little bit. Uh, I, how, uh, you guys also had, I saw you two owed business associates. Did you have any other Bus- games? Business and uh, Quincy Crew. You two owed both. You two owed yeah, both of them. Damn. Yeah. What's the secret, man? What's the secret? Uh, you know, we just kind of... <laughs> Like ever since our first tournament, the uh, beat beat arena or beat esports or whatever that tournament was, we we beat Quincy in a best of three and a best of five. And since then, we've like never taken a series off of Quincy. 
and this is like the first one since then. So uh, we, we, you know, we just definitely had to take a step back and like reevaluate how we thought of Quincy and, you know, ma- manage to figure it out again. So it's on go. them to kind of change things up and figure it's crazy out how that happens, again. right? Because it's kind of like in the meta where you have to learn new heroes and adjust to that. It's the same thing yeah, within yeah. like the team meta, right? Like yeah, one exactly. team seems to have the other team's number. Um, yeah. But yeah, back to the. The why we're here today, uh, get a little refreshment from monkeys. I've just been streaming, you know, playing pubs, losing 70% of them. And that's my uh, <laughs> that's my experience with uh, with Dota in the last week. Except for that one game you had me. We owned that game. Dude, honestly, if I have you, Gunner, and like one other guy, like one of like like you or Gunner plus one yeah. other guy I know, the games have been free like actually yeah. free <laughs> I'm just, like somebody i know i can communicate with and i have a general idea of how they're gonna play and also they have a general idea of like how i'm gonna play i'm like dude these games are are so easy i'm a yeah, shitty yeah, pub player yeah. man. i can't play <laughs> I, i'm like Be, being familiar with your teammates goes such a long way in pubs it really really does definitely uh surprisingly so you'd think in pubs it's a lot much less about team coordination but at the highest level where we have dude, to play against each nah, other that, that's such an course. awful mentality all of dota is a team game man like pubs competitive everything like whether you like it or not this is a 5v5 game you have to you have to treat it as such yeah people uh even in our bracket don't do a very good job of that mm, that's but, very true <laughs> uh speaking of 5v5 so what was your initial reaction when you saw that sumail departed from og um i mean definitely a bit of surprise but like i don't know with, with everything going on in the world right now and like e- esports basically getting put on hold nothing really surprises me too too much right now because I, I mean you don't really know you know what's really going on with you know borders being closed like maybe smell was like really tired of playing on ping or something like that and things just weren't working out like i don't know that, that there's a lot of a lot of reasons for stuff like this to be happening right now so uh I don't know. I, I I try not to like read too much into it until like I, I actually like speak to you know Sumail or so that like someone actually involved in what happened because I I I genuinely don't know why it happened. You know, I, I honestly thought Sumail was like performing really 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 well on that team. So yeah, I it feel was like definitely his, like his place that also fit in pretty well. Like I yeah yeah like exactly. The like, like, run and gun up in your face, continuous aggression. Even though he's yeah. like moved to carry role. I thought he still did a lot of that in his uh, in his character. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I, I mean, like literally when I when I heard first heard that Sumail was going to OG, I was like, yeah, it just makes sense. Like that that's the perfect fit for Sumail. That that's that's the type of team that he needs to like, you know, for for Sumail to just be so ecstatic to play Dota because OG is like just 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 Sumail. It really is. It's like the embodiment of Sumail. It's just like play good aggressive dota and like don't make mistakes like i'll skill them uh, yeah uh I, I we talked about briefly last week in our introductory episode about how like teams are kind of a relationship right and it kind yeah. of feels like sometimes you love the person you know you you like the teammate whatever and it there's just a lot of circumstances surrounding any given team any given scenario that just make it not work out uh for yeah. me this kind of gave me that impression you know i kind of thought like you said, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, the ping, the lack of events, like the LAN events, actually. If there was a LAN event, would Sumail, you know, living in America, be even able to go? A lot of countries yeah. obviously aren't letting Americans travel there. Yeah, so exactly. for me, that's like my initial impression. 
I'd like to believe he didn't get kicked because of team issues, like whether it's not his play for sure. I, I would like to think it's not his attitude. Yeah, I, I do think Sumail has matured a lot in the last several oh, years. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Sumail, Sumail is definitely a lot more uh, humble nowadays, I would say, than he was, you know, when he first first got introduced to the competitive pretty scene. hard to imagine being humble when you're like 16 years old and you won ti <laughs> yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that, that, for six point. months i'm 15 16 years old and i won ti <laughs> I, I i'd probably be an egotistical asshole even more so than i already am <laughs> as well so uh but yeah with the with the kick it's just i am excited to see seb back Honestly, can we just get Jarex back in there too? You know, man. Just <laughs> yeah, put the yeah t- just Jarex. You know, get Anna like six months down the line. You know, why not? J- just you know, mix things up a bit. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always think of like, uh, God, what, uh, what is the cartoon? Is it Power Rangers where they're like assemble? You know? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that is. Power is it Rangers. like Captain America or Power Rangers? I don't remember. I, I, I mean, it's it's one of those. Yeah, that's all I think of when I think of OG because they always like separate, and then uh, you can only hope that they like all of us are rooting for right because they're Captain yeah, Planet, yeah. Captain Planet. That, that's what I meant, Captain Planet. Assemble, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, slowly but surely, they're coming all back. Uh, obviously, I don't expect Jarex to come back, but. Uh, Either way, we can always, keep you know, yeah, up. I mean, you, you can always hope to, I mean, watching Jarex, Earth, Earth Spirit and uh, Tiny was just a thing of beauty, you know. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy to see people play the, their heroes like when they're the best, best in the world. It's uncomparable. And like for Sumail moving forward, like I he he never really was like a signature carry. Like, I don't think there's any carry hero of Sumail's where I'm like, that's a Sumail hero. And, uh, a gyro well, well, maybe. You, you know what's so terrifying about Sumail to me is like when when he made the the switch from mid to carry, I was just like, I I, I wonder how this is gonna change Sumail, right? And the biggest thing for me is remember when uh, party queue initially came out and you know everyone was like five stacking or two two like duo queuing and or trio queuing or whatever, and like that that was just what matchmaking was for like a month or two. Um, well, I my my stack played against Sumail stack you know 10 times in a row like in one night and i remember i was on like an axe binge i was playing axe non-stop and i could not land a blink berserkers call on sumail if he had a manta he would reliably dodge it every single time and literally like that night i was just like sumail is gonna be sumail is gonna be just the best like what he he plays a role that buys Manta now. What what can you do? Dude, he he played with Arteezy for three years. You think he's not going to be able to masterfully I, Manta well, dodge? Well, but I mean, like when, when he played mid, you 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 wouldn't really see him Manta dodging all oh, yeah, that much. And then like you know, he switches a carry, and after two weeks, he literally is like per like frame perfect do- dodging like every single spell that you like can possibly imagine. Like S- Sumail is just. His mechanical skill is just so incredibly scary. It really, okay. really is. I want to say this right now, though. So this is a bit off topic, but I assume pretty much every episode we're going to do something like this. <laughs> I have noticed that when I feel conceptually above what's going on in the game, and what I mean is, like, I just know... I have a good feeling of, like, the state of the game. I'm confident in exactly what I need to do in the game exactly like my role in the game the items i need to build who threatens me all this kind of like everything like i just feel really in tune with the game mm-hmm. mechanical things seem so much easier like you just no. push the right buttons you're like all you're thinking is the minute that axe calls i'm gonna like na- I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna push this manta and i feel like sumail 
is just one of those players in the world that is not only mechanically gifted, but after watching him play carry, I just get that his overall knowledge of the game is just insane. Because, like, you yeah. move from one role to the other, and most players, even players like Rezo, who I think has really come into his own as an offlane player, when they come in, like, when they started that role, they looked bad. Like, they, they look like they're out of place. And I, I watched Sumail play carry for, like, the first month that he did, and I was already learning. I was like, holy shit, like... <laughs> this guy knows more about the carry role than I do, and he's never yeah. even played it. Uh, so all I'm saying is, like, when I watch players like Sumail, I've really realized for myself that it just feels like they always know exactly what's going to happen next, and all they're doing is just playing off instinct and reacting to, like, what's exactly in front of them in, like, the purest way. And I'm not trying to take away, like, I, 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 all I know is that mechanical skill goes way up when you feel like you're in tune with the game. And I with Sumail... Oh, for sure. Uh, I think that's the key to his success, is that... I, I, I don't think I've ever watched a Sumail game and been like, yeah, he looks lost. Like, he, he doesn't know what he's I, supposed I, to do in the game. I definitely... I saw a couple when he, when oh, he switched talk to offlane go. Go for, for, for a little while. Okay. When he switched to offlane, yeah, I, I saw a couple here? times where I was like... What are you doing, Sumail? But yeah, yeah. Other other than that, like little stint, that was like. Nah, a we need an example. You can't just you can't just call him out and then not say like you got to give us an example, man. An example? Oh, yeah, well, you got. You don't remember I, this I, I I don't remember like every game from back then. I, I think I think one of the games I'm referring to, he was playing Underlord, and he was like he he, he died like five times in laning stage or something. I, I I don't know that, that when he played off lane, there was a couple of times in the laning stage that he, he just didn't really like understand the lane matchups that well. On but that topic, I, I mean, you you can't really like fault him for that, right? Like uh, he he just randomly made a switch from mid to off lane. It's like ah, I can do it. It's easy. <laughs> I have to know though. Uh, just uh, the last question before I bring us back to the main focus here is: Do you not like associate all players with some random memory of them that just like defines your experience with them like have you never done that like whenever i see king potato okay like i don't know if you know that. he's like ranked 500 or whatever yeah yeah. the only thing i can think of is when he played against eternal envy specter offlane sand king and he went that was back when stout shield was in the game he went uh-huh. stout shield quelling blade blink dagger <laughs> and he had this blink dagger he's level six the enemy specter's level nine it's you know eternal envy he has like vanguard and a pipe on specter i'm like what the fuck but either way i look at this game and i'm like how did he ever think that would be good like so all i'm saying is like when i asked you about your specific example i was I, like whatever i think of players like with rtz i'll always remember like even a year from now i'll remember what happened five days ago where I was supporting him in lane, and he asked me to give him a salve. So I had a salve ready. He got a kill. I salved him, and then he said, no, I'm suiciding anyway. And he just, like, ran into the tower and killed himself. <laughs> and I'm like, and then later in the game, something exactly the same happened. And I was like, okay, I'm never giving this guy a salve ever again in the, in the history of in the history of pubbing with, with Arteezy. So. Uh, I don't know if I have, like, specific memories like that of people. Or I, I mean, like, you know... I don't know. Dota is such a wild game. So many random variables happen on such a frequent basis. Like it's really difficult to, uh, or at least for me, because like, uh, like the main thing I'm thinking about when I'm playing Dota is myself and how I can improve and like what I should be doing differently or like how I should change my mentality for certain things and stuff like that. I I honestly don't really pay attention to like 
you know, who who's on my team or who's on the enemy team. I, I think all, I think all of that is just kind of like it, it enables like uh, it enables yourself to like get nervous and stuff like that uh, if that makes sense because when, when i was younger you know I, I would always look at who's on both teams and be like oh my team shit and ah oh, the other team has like sumail and arteezy or something like that and then like you know from the before the game even starts i'm just like i feel bad about myself but you know na- nowadays like i don't even try and look at the players on the team because that has nothing to do with my game my game is going to be exactly the same you know like i i you, you gotta I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of got a little off tra- track no, there. But yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you. Overall, like I will that that's that's something I do want to talk about in future episodes for sure. But I'm always fine if we dabble into that. I, my mm-hmm. overall approach has been if I try to think about anything other than me, Dota becomes so overwhelming that I'll mess. Yeah, up Yeah, exactly. Because there's so many yeah. variables out of your control, right? Like you can't you can't like get. You can't really worry about every single thing that's happening in the game, if that makes sense. Some of like, it's just you, not your you, job. You that's just, why there's five players. Yeah, on yeah, the exactly. Right. Like you can only control what you're supposed to be doing in the game, and that's that's what I really try and focus on. Like nowadays, when I play pubs, like Absolutely. I just go into the pub and I just I'm like I'm gonna play Dota properly. Whatever my team does, that's what they do, right? Like my first instinct when I'm tilting is to start thinking about what all my other teammates should be doing that they're not doing. That's a dangerous rabbit if hole. If I'm right in there. a good frame of mind, I'm always like purely focused on what I can do next, what my hero is capable of, all that kind of stuff. But into the rabbit hole, I'm officially, you know, shutting it down right there. So <laughs> I wanted to tie in like the Sumail uh, kick and everything, or whatever you want to call it. This case, we kind of came to the conclusion, it sounds like mutually, that we both thought it was just extenuating circumstances and most likely is just the logistics of the situation. That's kind of what, yeah. what we... I, I, I mean, you know, you, you never really know what you know. goes on with like the inner workings of teams, right? I, I mean, like with, with me and you and VGJ Storm, like we, we thought that was going to be a long-term like endeavor, right? And then, you know, two weeks in, we're without a mid player, no, no replacement. So like sometimes like, Dota just kicks you while you're down, right? And you just gotta keep keep on going. Figure out figure out what's next. So I don't think Sumail's made any official announcement of what he would plan to do. From my uh, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet myself. Uh, I feel like our experience is hard to compare to his, right? Because with all due respect to either of us, like Sumail is literally you know Sumail. Yeah. He's, he's probably yeah. like the best player, if not top three in the entire NA region. And for me, it's like when you're a player like him, you, you talked about last week, how you really needed some time off from a team, collect yourself, you know, figure out like what's important to you, all that kind of stuff. And now when you're back on a team, it's like for you, you found the right circumstances. You found the people you wanted to play with when you get kicked, right. Mm-hmm. Or you end a team, what, what would you say, I don't even want to say, like, what does it feel like? But, like, what what goes through your head? Like, do you just say, like, fuck Dota for, like, the next week? Or do you, you know, <laughs> I'm going to give my thoughts on this right after, by the way. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I, I've had a lot of different instances about, uh, like, uh, of being on different teams and whatnot. You know, I, I've been competing since... 2012 so like i i've I've been around the block a few times um but like i i guess i'll i'll speak about the most recent like kick i i experienced um which is like the most fresh in my mind or whatever and that would be the uh 
right after the Paris Major when I was playing with Complexity. Um, we got uh, we ended up beating Beast Coast, which was the I, like team team Ix Mike Eternal Envy that stack, and we did, so we didn't get last place. Um, but then we lost like LGD in the main stage or something, and uh, after that, like basically my we we continued to scrim after we got eliminated from the tournament, which. In hindsight, I think that it is so such a, like a bad idea. Like, we did that on VGJ. <laughs> yeah, what? We did that on VGJ. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. Actually. I got a story. I, I, I got a story for that after. Yeah, yeah, that, but that is that is just uh, so incredibly bad for just like team environment and like personal mentality and everything. And, and you, you know, I, I definitely I feel like I, I learned a lot from those circumstances. But anyways, we we played scrims the day after we got eliminated. Um, I, I was feeling really sick as well. Um, but like, you know, I, I think I got land flu or when, whatever when I was there. So like I, I, for like the two days after I got, el- or we got eliminated, like I, I just wanted to be in my hotel bed, just like trying to sleep, sleep that shit off. Cause being sick and playing Dota is an awful feeling. I don't know if you've ever done it, but <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, we, we played scrims and I got in a disagreement with, uh, with how we play the laning stage with them like pretty pretty heavily and honestly that was like one of the only disagreements that happened in my entire like month and a half with with complexity like that iteration of complexity and so we had a disagreement of like scrims didn't go that well i think we went one and three in scrims but i mean these are all major teams that were scrimming so like one and three like i i don't know it's not that bad in my head as long as as long as you learn from it right but uh, anyways, I, I go back to my hotel room right after right after scrims end, and I just want to like sleep everything off and whatnot. And uh, uh, Galv Miracle, he comes he comes to the hotel room at like midnight or something. I'm like I, I ask him, I'm like, do we have scrims tomorrow? And he just says, Yep, we're just meeting meeting in the uh, practice room at 11 a.m. And I'm like, okay. So then I go down there and I open the door at 11 a.m. Nobody else is in the room except for me. And I just sit down, and literally at that moment when I saw nobody else, I was like, "I'm getting kicked." And I, I knew it like immediately. And then you know, like a, a couple of people start coming in, and then uh, three for three, Adam, he, he comes in and he's just like, "Yeah, we uh, we're not going to continue with you. We want to go with someone else for TI qualifiers." And I, I, I was just like so taken aback by it because I was just like, I had one like heavy disagreement with you guys in the laning stage. When I feel I was being really, really consistent and like I was playing at a decent level. So it was like really, really out of nowhere. And I was like pretty good friends with everyone on the team. In all honesty, like I I spoke to all of them constantly, like in and out of game. And like we, we just had a lot of fun together. So when um when they kicked me after just like a month and like we we honestly didn't do that bad at the at the major. Like we we beat Fnatic in a best of three. Uh, we were doing like decent in scrims, uh, you, you know, just, just everything. It seemed like we were doing like we were a pretty decent team. And then uh, the kick happened and I was just like, dude, fuck people and fuck competitive Dota. And I literally just became a streamer for a year because I just didn't want to deal with like all of that, like uncertainty and drama and shit, because it's just like, I don't know, man. It's so hard to uh, feel secure in like your career when like, kicks like that happen like all the time when, when people can be so fickle that they're just like like on the spot they're just like oh yep this definitely isn't going to work out because we had one disagreement it's just it was a very it was just a very like 
sudden thing to me that I didn't think like had to happen or whatever. But but I mean, I, at the same time, you know, maybe they, they had their good reasons or whatever. I mean, I, again, I still to this day don't think they were in the right because they ended up replacing me with Tavo and they got like last place at TI qualifiers. So <laughs> uh, what I want to say is a couple things, right? I think a lot of people get the impression that there are times where like kicks can be gradual. What I mean by that is like. I remember when we were with Leviathan and we would say like, hey, you know, Sammy boy, we don't feel like you're like, we need you to improve on this a lot. We we feel like you are like holding us back or whatever. And we give them time to work on that. And if it doesn't work out, then you kick them. Right. Uh, yeah. In some cases, though, and majority of them, at least in my experience, has been. You just get kicked <laughs> like you just wake yeah. up the next day and. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah exactly. That, and, that, that is. The majority that, of things, really. <laughs> having that happen to you like two or three times is scarring. Like it actually it, it is, is scarring because like you said, you just don't feel secure. You don't feel like at any point, like, yes, you want to feel motivated to be your best, right? You want to feel like you're always on the chopping block in a sense such that you can play your best. But if you're yeah. constantly concerned that you have like one bad day, one bad week that you're gone, it makes you play worse. Like it actually oh, just makes absolutely. you play way Because like, you're playing with that like that heavy pressure on your back, yeah, it's and a like burden. you 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 feel you feel like you have to like go above and beyond. But like, Dota isn't always about going above and beyond. Dota is just about like you know understanding what what you're supposed to be doing in what situation. You you don't have to like you don't have to be a hundred percent all the time. You can be at like eighty percent, and it's, it's it's great. Yeah, like like as long as you're as long as you're like consciously aware of exactly what you're supposed to be doing in dota you, you know i i feel like there's a there's a lot of uh, unrealistic pressure that people put on themselves when it comes to competing because like they, they watch these ti matches between or like the grand finals between the best two teams in the world and they they just see these like amazing plays after amazing plays but you know in reality these best two teams in the world they're like they're just chill. They're sitting there playing their game, talking to their buddies about like about the game they love, right? Like they're just playing Dota. They're not they're not thinking about like all of this random shit. They're just enjoying the game, right? Yeah, and I, I believe that one of the reasons why I at first when I saw you and the four Zoomers playing that I was like unimpressed, but I was like I think this team can go a long way. Like I'm like I think this team can become something. And uh, yeah. the reason why was I just knew pretty much all of you guys and was like. At the end of the day, they all care a lot about getting better. They like, like even though I've had my disputes with Sammy Boy in the past, and even recently in pubs, is it's just like I, I know the guy cares a lot about getting better at Dota, and I know like that mutual agreement between all of you on that perspective will lead to a, an overall positive environment. And I believe a positive environment in the team is one of the most important things, if not the uh, most important I, thing. Honestly, having like, a consistent positive environment in a team is like unheard of to me, oh, man. In, 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 this least, this right? team is like one of the first ones I've actually had it on. And I'm like, wow, Dota is like so fun when you, when you get to this point. <laughs> yeah, I, it's crazy how much better everyone can grow if they just, you know, can bounce ideas off each other. They trust each yeah, other. Like, if if you can critiques. just talk to each other. Yeah. Like. Dota's a game where there's a lot of puzzles to solve, you know, and not every player sees everything. And sometimes yeah. it can be a pretty drastic shift in a mentality, a drastic improvement for one guy to just be like, hey, and then lay literally one sentence on you. And you're like, oh, wow. Like that, yeah. that to me, like <laughs> never thought about it that way.
Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect at a price you never believe. They have over a thousand auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every time starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of other discounts go to dealdash.com and use the offer code prediction or dealdash.fm forward slash prediction that's d-e-a-l-d-a-s-h.fm forward slash prediction and in some good news, sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with a turn of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Horry. See what they had to say and what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds, up-to-date sports news, and more. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And now, let's get back to the next topic. With your experience, like, so, you know, we talked about a bit with your kicking, and you said, like, you know, I just fucked off on the stream for a year. I've been given the question a lot about, uh... You know, BSJ, have you given up on competitive? You know, why? What? What's your plan with that? And you know, I, I kind of think this is a great opportunity to talk about that for me uh, because it's similar to your story where mm-hmm. uh, we had VGJ. You and I both went through that together, and yeah. what happened there, TLDR, is that we all went there for about a month. Uh, we New York, that is. We lived in that team house. It was not a healthy environment in the team house, meaning like uh, very clumped, very like the quality of life in the house itself was not great. And then what happened was we had like two or three qualifiers. We barely didn't make it. And Ryoya got poached by a different team. And the morale of the team went from 100 to zero in like three days, right? Yeah. Um, we went more from getting we went from being a game off of qualifying to majors to like Just literally standing. losing to tier three teams. Yeah, yeah, we were losing everything. And, <laughs> and the number one thing that we referenced earlier was I've told this on stream once I think was we lost that qualifier and Ryoria was still on our team at the time, and I think it was Jack that organized it. Not trying to bash Jack here. But the next morning, we lost the qualifier at like midnight or 11 p.m. or something, right? It the next so, morning. I, everyone was so tired. I we, <laughs> we, we then scrimmaged, like we had a scrim scheduled against now Team Nigma, previously Team Liquid. <laughs> and I think at our best, we lose to them like 95% of the time. We'd probably give them a game, though. You know, we'd probably make it so it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe a 25, 30 minute game whatever we yeah. got raffle shit stomped in like 12 minutes both games uh and we all knew that like they would never play us again like that they, they to them that was a complete fucking joke uh, of, of a game and that was just like one of the worst things for the entire team was like scrimming right after losses and i think a yeah. lot of team cohesion um healthy environments also go with understanding that dota is a very mental game uh people get very frustrated oh, uh, emotions yeah. are high tensions are running and with some of these kicks like yours you talked about that can be so sudden i think it's almost like a uh, short-term loss of that control of the team where uh sometimes like the 
it, you know, you're on this like tightrope where if you fall slightly too far to the right, you're just going to topple over and it, everything just implodes. And with that team, like, like we said, we were, I, I think the team environment overall was pretty damn good for like the first two weeks we were at that boot camp. Oh, we did, I, we I, did, dude, I, I loved being on that team. Yeah, though, I improved honestly. so much. <laughs> like I've talked about the lessons I've learned about laning and like playing the map from that team in two weeks for like yeah. the last two and a half years or whatever it's been since I since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm still like, wow, I feel like I'm finally understanding that point, like to yeah. the fullest, <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. to the absolute fullest. But um, for me personally, you know, we got done with that team. Uh, I went emo for like two months. Like mm. I was still streaming. The one credit I'll give myself is that maybe not always for my best interest, but no matter how upset i am i'm gonna do my job in that case streaming like i'm gonna make sure i I do something um and then like three months later i finally came out of it and i said like i need to actually buckle myself together and i was streaming like maybe four or five days a week for like six hours or something you know like not a full-time thing i was being lazy and i'm like okay gotta write write this ship come back online and what happened was i tried really hard for about five months right yeah and then uh i end up talking with uh brax and them brax ix mike the the, the team uh, team guys yeah it was newsham i think yeah Yeah, yeah, newsham ix mike brax it was mainly newsham and brax that i had talked to in like july that i wanted to play with Mm -hmm. and they were both like very clear that they wanted to play as well and so we ended up getting mike at the five and we had to make a final decision for the mid and to be honest, like, even though I'm not, I, I don't want to be possessive or anything. I, for the most part, was the head of like making sure this team happened. Like, I, I felt like I was the one organizing this team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, being the primary assembler, like, even I remember like Braxton Newsham would say, like, hey, we want to play with these guys, but like, you have the final say. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up having to decide between Gunner and Ryoya. And because of the nature of Ryoya leaving VGJ, uh, him and I, we've just never really seen eye to eye. And that situation was also kind of toxic. I remember seeing some pub interactions with the yeah, guy. Yeah, there, there's, some, there's some stuff there. Uh, I, at the end of the day, I don't like hate him or anything. It's just we yeah, definitely yeah. don't see eye to eye with It's just anything. Dota things. We're honestly, just different like. human beings at the end <laughs> yeah. of the day. And um, we ended up going with Ryoya because Brax and Mike really wanted to play with him. And they kind of argued like he's got a lot more experience than Gunner. And so we went with that. And I remember with my experience, what happened was you talked about how you were playing sick and I yeah. hadn't played. So I had been playing a lot of carry, but back then I felt like my mentality towards improvement, like when I look back on myself, I'm like, God, I was stupid. Um, at that TI, the, the meta for carry was Clink's Weaver, like Clink's Weaver, Wraith King. Like those. Yeah, were like yeah the three, I, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I had never really played Clink's or Weaver. Like I had played them like I had like 80 games on them or whatever, but I had never mm. taken the time to like really understand those two heroes so the first like week that we were playing scrims um as a team starting the new season i basically prioritized picking myself weaver and clinks as often as humanly possible <laughs> with the attempt because we had like a week of scrims and then qualifiers you yeah, know so it's not like i have really it's not it's not like i have like two months to slowly but surely yeah, you know yeah. get back with the meta so i decided i'm like yeah i'm gonna play these two heroes and needless to say i wasn't very good at these heroes right and uh, I needed to learn them in a competitive environment. And I, uh, I, 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 this is my perspective on the situation. And you'll probably hear, you diff, hear different perspectives from everybody on the team. That's like the yeah, irony yeah. and funniness of somebody getting kicked or whatever. 
is I just played like dog shit on those mm-hmm. on those two heroes, and I was completely lost. I probably sounded like panicky to the team, and this team that I had spent like two or three months planning for, I was on it for four days, and they kicked me, and I was like, mm. I was like, what? Like, yeah, like really? And to me, that was just like your entire like my response internally was the exact same thing that you said it's like just fuck people fuck this you know screw dota like what am i even doing here like i actually been streaming pubbing working really hard for the last like six months in preparation for this like yeah are you serious um i ended up giving it one more shot when you and i were on team runes we ended up actually beating team team in the finals i'd like to give a shout out to ryoya for trying to solo kill me twice on the opposite side of the map from his team i, I remember and feeding those games and away on about dude ryoya's hate for me was what got us into that land i will 100 percent say that we should not have won those games that he completely threw but moving on um we played on that team and obviously did not have very good success um, you know, last place at yeah. the at the minor, and for me, from then on, it was just like a series of like feeling like I came up short, and a lot of those minor moments of like you said, fuck this, you know, like this. yeah. And for me, like I'm not in the same situation as someone like Sumail, but I know last year Sumail he basically said like I'm gonna wait for the perfect opportunity for a team, and in his case, it's like I gotta find players that are good enough to to play with me. In my yeah. case, in uh, similar years it's just like i want to find players that i truly believe in and w- would enjoy playing with otherwise i just it's just not fucking worth it like screw that yeah yeah i, 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 I mean i i had a very similar mentality to that I, I i for the entire year i was streaming people would keep going like i i think i hit 9k at like the beginning of this year or something like that and people were just like wow monkeys like when are you going to be on a team like we always see you like doing great in pubs and stuff and i'm just like i i'm it, it's a a team is not something you force, right? Like it is something yeah. that you like. You have to wait for the right opportunity to present itself. Like you have to want to play with the players for it to actually be a team and not a stack, right? Like you have to find four other people that you know have a similar thought process as you, have a similar attitude, like like have a similar mentality. Like they they want to. They're they're so hungry to win that they they don't. They're not so egotistical that they're just like, oh, I'm already the best. I I put in twenty thousand hours in Dota. I don't have to try that hard. You anymore. and everyone like, else on the team. <laughs> like, like I I feel like. I feel like there, there's so many, uh, maybe, maybe not so many people nowadays, but like in the history of NA Dota, like the, the, the player pool you had to choose from was always just so egotistical. Like people already thought that they were the best of the best or whatever, because, you know, they, they did well in TI one or TI two or something like that. When, I mean, you know, if you look at those CIs nowadays, you're just like, wow, those CIs were jokes. Like your average pub player is as good as those players during those CIs. Like, I, I, I think, I think that that's a huge issue with North American Dota like in itself, because you know, th- th- there's even people who have like never even competed before. And they have egos like the size of fucking, whatever <laughs> they, they they just they genuinely think they're that good at dota and they deserve every 
every possible opportunity, right? And they, they don't actually want to put in the time or listen to people giving them advice or they, they don't want to look at themselves. They only want to look at their team and be like, oh, I, I'm not the problem. It's them that that's the problem. Like, I'm perfect, right? And I, and I feel like that attitude has really uh, slowed progression in this region because I, I, I genuinely think that's an attitude that was fostered in pubs for like such a long time and I, I, m- maybe it's not excu- exclusive to any region like you know i'm sure every region has this a little bit because i mean you know you can you can see people like lil from from europe like i mean sure the guy was really good at one point but i mean he he certainly has quite the ego <laughs> the thing about this is that i personally i i I always appreciated you were one of the first, if not one of the few only ones players that I ever played with that uh, I didn't get that impression from in in North America. And I know for me, it's like sad to look back on um, that I, in pubs, especially while streaming, especially on the stream when you're like the focus of the channel, you know, everyone's like supporting you, trusting your opinion or whatever. It becomes very easy when you have people around you doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, fall into it yourself. I hundred percent know my worst habit right now is uh, to start blaming other people, or not even blaming. Like a lot of it now for me is not blaming. It's literally just focusing on what they're doing wrong. Like I know what I did wrong, and I know what I could fix, but I'm yeah. so distracted by talking about everything they're doing wrong that yeah. the message of what I'm learning is is clouded by that. And I also know that my learning is not pure because I'm so like even though I do recognize myself, I could have done that better. It's not my main focus, and it makes me mm-hmm. play worse. It makes me improve slower, and that well, mentality yeah. 100% exists in the team atmosphere that yeah. carries over, and it's why cliques are formed in the team atmosphere. It's why exactly. scapegoats are often formed. We talk about in pubs, you know, streamers or anybody will scapegoat a player. Imagine yeah. in a team comp if that happens, right? Like, that, I, it's I, game I, over. I, 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 I remember with uh, summer, what was it? Summer's Rift. Yeah, summer's uh, summer, yeah, 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 summer's yeah, Rift, yeah. You, you, you were like, uh, you, you were thrown on the chopping block for that team, like, like completely. And, and you know, like, sure, you were, you were like the most inexperienced on the team or whatever. But like, I, I, I mean, I, I remember playing against you guys and being like, wow, these guys are pretty good. And then you guys like went to a Red Bull land or something, yeah. and like you got kicked right afterwards. And I, I was just like. This right here is what's wrong with like wrong with our region. You know, you go to one LAN event and you don't immediately win it, and then you go up. Oh, well, someone on the team is the problem, and and it's not just like wow, we as a collective unit we fell short here. How do we as a collective unit improve? We go up. Oh, VSJ, get out of here. <laughs> like, uh, there's a lot of, there's obviously a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes when it comes yeah, to no, kicks. I, 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 and I, I know you're I, not I, saying that's not the case. I just want to be clear to everyone at home that that's the crazy thing about kicks is like, like, you know, with that being the main premise of this whole conversation is just like, in that case, I was naive back then. I had no idea how teams worked. That was my first experience. I'd never even... Like I, I'd been playing. That was my. I'd been. I'd been playing no land. Like, I'd never played a tournament prior to that, really. Um, yeah. And suddenly, I was at a land with like a team of players that I had been watching streams of, that I had heard of. You know, I was like, "Holy shit!" And suddenly, you're just kicked, and you're like, "What the f- wait? What people do that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then and then your entire experience is just over. Like you get a taste of going to a land event, and now you're just teamless, and it's just like good luck, and yeah. and you're just sitting there like, oh. Okay, sorry. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I, I... The funny thing about all these things is, like... With the premise of getting kicked and finding a new team... I, I'm happy for you, honestly. With I feel like sometimes the stars just have to align, the right group of people has to form, and it almost seems like at a gr much greater stage, you see a team like OG. It doesn't seem like that yeah. team was planned, right? It wasn't. It doesn't seem like it wasn't well, just. I, a, I mean, it was literally a spur <laughs> of. It was literally a spur of like we got kicked. Throw together some, you know, no, no, good, it good old lads. They got, kicked, right? they got ditched. Oh like, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Two, two of you the know, best players in the world ditched, just like right? up and left them. Yeah, yeah they got. It's, <laughs> and it's like let's just throw together a good team of some good old lads and see yeah. what happens, right? And that's what Dota to me at the highest level didn't understand prior to og as a team is yep, that agree. if you have the right people it, it matters more than anything obviously you need to have the skill you need to have the experience all that kind of stuff like but at the at some point all the teams have that right yeah uh, especially now with more and more good players dota's come a long way and when it comes to being on a team if you just don't believe it has anything potential to it you and me are both at that spot especially like as we as we move forward is like less and less like there's being on a team is like worse than not being like being on a bad team or like a team that you don't believe in is yeah. far worse than just not being on a team at all and for some i mean you can ask seb right like he even he's even talked about it in some in some interviews and stuff he thought his career was over like he yeah. never thought he would play on a competitive team ever again yeah. prior to <laughs> ti8 and for me it's such a funny thing where it's like I jokingly could say I could be the next Seb where I'm not saying I'm winning TI, but like maybe I'm just on a team at some point. Maybe it works out. But like for me, as of now, I've kind of written it off, not in a way of that. I think it'll never happen, but I'm not planning for it. Like yeah, if it does yeah. happen, it's because I feel like I've worked on my game a lot. I feel like my mentality's grown, whatever. And at some, at some point that kind of just feels like what you need to do because forcing it doesn't work playing with people that aren't a good fit for you even if you think you can make it work it doesn't work <laughs> like it, yeah. it doesn't work okay <laughs> um people you've played with before that you're like yeah maybe it'll work this time if it didn't work the first time it doesn't work the second time unless one of you has like in your case like i talk about sammy boy because i know you did not see eye to eye with him two or three years yeah. ago and unless somebody's drastically matured or changed um, that's just well, not well, going to be the case, right? Yeah, that, like that. That's a huge thing. Uh, again, so during my year of like exclusively streaming, I, I I was always open to the idea of competing at any point in time. But I, I basically like I wasn't going to go out of my way to like actively try and teach people how how competitive Dota works and like how a team works that's, and yeah, stuff, right? right? Because I, I mean, I, that, that, that is just such a long and tedious process. And like, you, ha you have to be able to find the right people who like are in in the mental state to like actually, actually, you know, be able to appreciate like what what they're like learning and whatnot and like actually be eager to learn. And uh, with, with this team for Zoomers, uh, Gunner just out of the blue, I, I remember mentioning this to you last week, um, you know, how I would see them scrimming or like in private lobbies like every day. And I would just be envious because I was like, man, it, this just looks like it would be fun because it just looked like they were committed to learning and improving. Right. And then, you know, one day Gunner just suddenly out of the blue messages me like, hey, you want to try some games with uh, my team and like, like, you know, just play. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that, that, let's see. Let's see what happens. And within two weeks, 
every single player on this team has proven that, you know, they're hungry. They're here to, like, win and improve. Like, I, I, feelings aside and everything, it's just they want to understand Dota at the highest level. And that is that that is what you need. Like, like you, you need an entire squad that just they want to be the best. They want to watch watch better teams than them and be like, oh, wow, I didn't think of that. And, and like be able to like accept that they, they didn't know everything about the game. Right. Like they're still learning. They, they see something and they're like, wow, that's so cool. We should try that. How can we make this work? Right. And um, I, I really like. I, 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 as you said, the stars aligned with this team. Like I, out of no, I, I literally went from just being a streamer for like two thousand people to being on a team that I genuinely think has a shot at like you know going really really far at, at lands event, at land events and stuff. So I don't know. It, it, Dota, when, when it comes to team games like this, it, it's just people don't understand just how fragile like everything really is, it and. Is. Um, just how how uncertain everything is in Dota, really. <laughs> I will say that um, I'm a firm believer. There's obviously I, I'm an idealist in a lot of ways. Um, uh-huh. I'm a firm believer. I know it doesn't always work this way, but I'm a firm believer that it, if you put in the hard effort and work, and you have the right mentality, naturally things are going to come. Like good things are going to happen to you. Uh-huh. Uh, like an example would be like Thompson, right? Like obviously yeah, he's yeah. The extreme, but yeah. he's just putting in a ton of work all the time, streaming every day, like becoming one of the craziest pub players in the world. And suddenly he gets on a team, and it's his time to shine, right? Just the stars align perfectly for him. It doesn't always work yeah. like that. And even in your case, uh, I was always always surprised. You streamed for how long before you were getting two thousand viewers? Like you were consistently getting like two three hundred. Uh-huh. For yeah, years, I, I right? was probably only getting a few hundred viewers for the first like five, six years I streamed or yeah, so. And you were still a, a very consistent streamer. And then suddenly yeah. what happened was that one TI, maybe two TIs, TI8, right? Uh, uh, no, I went to TI8. It was TI9, actually. TI9, that that, wait, that, that was really? when I first hit like 5,000 viewers is in that like, my entire streaming career. I didn't realize it was last year. I thought it was two years. Yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah, just had just like TI9. that one month where nobody else was streaming. So people yeah. with all the reserve were basically forced to watch you and they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> This guy is a good streamer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you just don't get the attention, you know, you deserve for the for the work you're putting in, the quality content you put out there. And, you know, someone like Topson, same thing. He was a streamer for what, like 100, 200 people, uh, you know, for his entire career. And I, I will say that every player I've seen in Tier 1 Dota when I've talked to them, all the players that are successful, none of this shit's a fluke. Like, none of them are yeah. egotistical assholes that are completely delusional. The ones that are, do you think they're in Tier 1 Dota anymore? Like, I don't <laughs> want to name names, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're not there anymore. Uh, it, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, and I... That's one thing I love about Dota is... And I've really learned about, like, being a human being in general is all the players I have met that are successful... It, you talk to them, you hang out with them for like five hours minimum, like maximum even. Like, like mm-hmm. you can probably establish it quicker than that. Yeah. You're like, wow, I see why this guy is a world-class player. Like, I, I get it. Like, I yeah. get his mindset. I get his mentality. I get his work ethic. And it's there's just no flukes. I don't believe I don't believe in flukes after experiencing and firsthand just talking to these players, these even the coaches um the people in general the successful people and i absolutely man and i want to give a shout out to like the people who've taught me a lot about the mindset that it takes i think this is a constant work in progress 
like for everyone, right? For me, I take, I have relapses on stream where I go back to my old habits. I'm sure everyone to some extent does. Oh, I mean, dude, it, right? even me, I tilt sometimes. Yeah, I've heard I'm of your tilting. Like, I'm, I'm like, a shitter, like. I, I, I ask people for clips, but it's hard to find. Uh, <laughs> I, everyone does it. And I think for people watching, you know, it's not meant to be some inspirational speech, but it's meant to be, you know, people want to work with you if you like if you show the desire to be better like whenever i'm coaching people whenever i'm like even just talking to my viewers you can tell in the questions they ask whether or not they really care about getting better um like the way they ask it like have they done their homework have you know all that kind of stuff nobody like you know as a streamer i've streamed for six years or whatever for like 50 hours on average a week you know you, you yeah. it's not something you, that just falls on your lap and and that, that, that means like people always say streaming such an easy job and stuff like that and i mean dude it is rough especially when you're starting out and like you're constantly having all these people judge you and you know just freely state their opinion with no consequences in the in the chat like constantly like oh. e- even even if it's something that, like so so insignificant uh, insignificantly negative as, as like oh you're ugly lol like so, stuff like that will just like dwayne uh, like ruin your 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 mentality as the day goes on you know like it's just like you know ne- whether it's negativity or positivity or just you know just so many conversations going on streaming really is it, it, it can it takes a lot of mental fortitude, yeah, it's in not my just, opinion. It's, it's all—it's not like, just streaming. If you're in the public eye at all, right? You're one of these yeah. players on a team. Like uh, this is anyone who who's subject to ridicule at any cost. Like the casters, the the players, the coaches, the managers, whatever. It's tough. To, it's not tough necessarily in terms of work. I'm not saying it's easy work. It's the tough to like remain centered, right? Like you said, like it's yeah, it's mentally absolutely. draining. It really gets to you after a while. And I think that's the main thing that I think about, like tying this all together uh, as we're about to wrap it up here is when I get kicked or when I hear about somebody getting kicked, you know, you talk about all the things that happen in the team. You got to think about now what's next for them Uh, moving forward with Sumail. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's not on a team for a while again. I also wouldn't be surprised if he tries to give it a go. But like right now, is there really much motivation to force it? Like based on the, you know, the world situation? I don't think so. Um, yeah, like, I, I mean, like right now is really not even a great time to be competing, really. Like you, you, there's there's not as much like uh, there's not as much reward for, you know, being at the top of your, well, I, you know, may, maybe in Europe it's worth it because, you know, they, they have like what a six hundred thousand dollar prize pool online tournament coming up, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks or whatever. But, you know, in North America. Even if you even if you win this tournament, that, then you have to split those winning winnings five ways or six ways if you have a manager or you know whatever percentage you're giving your manager. Because I mean we're not even sponsored, so like you know that there, there really isn't that much money in competing. We're 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 honestly treating all this internet practice as just like just that preparation that practice. For next like yeah, yeah we're we're just you know preparing for lands as best we can. In all honesty, like we we, we don't really care if we win or lose that much, like that because. Uh, again there's just there's not that much on the line really if that makes sense absolutely i think that's also a relatively healthy environment to to start a team in you know yeah i think if there's too much pressure it almost would happen with vgj where like if there's so much pressure and you come up a bit short like suddenly that pressure just all falls down on you and and then wham bam no nobody's there anymore teams are done but uh with that being said you know i i i really like the conversation we had today i feel like uh 
every week for people watching. You know, you're probably going to get a little bit of rambling or a lot. <laughs> uh, but we want to stay on some central topic about what it's like to be a Dota player, caster, streamer, personality, the dynamics of what's going on in the scene. And if there's nothing that ever happens in the scene that week, we'll kind of just choose a topic. But this week we chose to talk about uh, team dynamics and getting kicked because of the mail news. So moving forward, uh, do you have any last comments before we wrap it up for this week? Uh, you know, just try to be kind to each other in the Dota community. I feel like I feel like everyone could use use some kindness nowadays. <laughs> yeah, maybe commend that support after he didn't feed in your lane. You know, maybe just do that one little nudge towards towards uh, good spirits in the, in the Dota community. So. With that being said, uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week and uh, look forward to talking to you again, monkeys. Uh, yep, you as well. Have a good one, everyone. If you have a family relying on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. That's where Policy Genius comes in. In minutes, Policy Genius could save you 50% or more simply by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. To save on life insurance and get protection for you and your family, head to policygenius.com today.